This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series. And for episode 170, restarting off, I say restarting, resuming is probably a better word, the Arsenal transfer show. The end of the season is here. We are in a brand new stage of the show and uh, certainly looking forward to covering all of the exciting transfer stuff that's going to be coming forward all the way up until the start of the Premier League season, and of course, through until the close of the summer transfer window. We've got to, oh, I mean, we've got to do this now till August. So plenty of shows coming your way, plenty of tactical breakdowns on transfer targets. Also, we'll be coming into your subscription boxes, and I look forward to bringing you all that and more from the comfort of our show hope you do you guys are doing good and well make sure you drop a like on the video if you haven't done so already and subscribe to the channel as well if you are indeed new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show let's say good morning to people joining us in the chat box today matt g good morning to you jose ritty and martin jonty good morning guys answer trevor cena uh, Viwe, good morning to you, mates. Rich, Damien, Nick, good morning, guys. Hope you're all doing well. Marcus, Anthony, AFC West, Mid, Simon, Kevin, Olu, Chips and Peas, good stuff. Good morning, everybody. And uh, and thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. As per always, an absolute pleasure to make this part of your morning routines. Without further ado, let's kick on with today's show. Um, and we start, as always, by telling you to go and subscribe to the Arsenal Way. Link in the description. I'll be live at 10 a.m. over there. I'll be continuing to give you more Arsenal coverage on our other channel as well. Link in the link tree, as I said, down below. But we start with our first story that Arsenal's youngsters are set to be promoted to the first team for next season. Charlie Patino, Amari Hutchinson and Miguel Aziz are all expected to make the step up during next season expected to get minutes most likely in the Europa League group stage some of the early rounds of the Carabao Cup expect that to take place next year there are links and rumors that possibly Amari Hutchinson will be leaving the club on loan perhaps to Reading but we are still waiting to get confirmation on whether or not he will indeed move on I imagine that perhaps the pre-season tour 
will give Mikel Arteta more of an indication about what he would do with Amari Hutchison. But Patino and Aziz looking to get that step up. Now, we are kind of expecting an announcement from Arsenal regarding Mohamed Elneny's brand new contract. Um, he was pictured with a pen. This <laughs> sounds crazy, but it's genuinely true. Was pictured with a pen inside the Emirates Stadium after the game against Everton. It looked as though that a new contract was possibly being signed and being prepared to be announced then. And so we're probably expecting a extension of some kind. We don't know on the length. I think it would probably be around a one-year extension. It would make sense to keep him at the club another year and still to obviously improve and invest in the squad. But, you know, he's, he's given us some really strong performances of late. And I think having him as kind of, you know, fourth or fifth choice cover in central midfield is never going to be necessarily a bad thing when you've got all of these games to play as well. So very, very sure that I look forward to seeing an extension for him. I think it's justifiable. Um, I wouldn't go as far as Nketiah and Lacazette, though. Now, Lucas Torreira, uh, we talked to you about this player a couple of days ago, specifically that Fiorentina had, it seemingly turned down the opportunity to sign Torreira using the option that they had at the end of his loan spell. And instead, it looked like he could be coming back to Arsenal. Now, this story is in jeopardy as well because he's posted to his Instagram page yesterday this message with a picture of him holding up the Fiorentina shirt with a lot of shushing emojis as if to say, don't listen to this crazy story. It looks like I'll be staying at Fiorentina next season. So let's just wait and see what happens with Lucas Torreira. May not be coming back, though, it seems indeed. Now, a new player on my radar is Mateus Oliveira of Hetafe. Now, Tuta Mercato have said that Arsenal are one of the teams that have joined the race for the left back. He's a player that I don't really know all that much about. He's got, you know, three goals, one assist, I think it is, or one goal, three assists, one of the way around um, <laughs> this season. But yeah, not a player I know all that much about. £17 million is the supposed figure that it would take to bring the 24-year-old to the club. He's a Uruguayan international and played 32 games last season, a very strong regular for Hatafe, and has got three caps so far for the Uruguayan national side. I don't know whether or not this is a player that should be joining, but should you be aware of him being linked to Arsenal more, you can be sure that we'll be doing plenty of analysis. Uh, analysis? That's the word I wanted. And breakdowns on Atafe's Oliveira uh, throughout the summer transfer window. But we will wait to see if this is one of those just random rumours or if there is indeed any kind of substance to this link. But we do know that Aaron Hickey is a player that Arsenal have been linked to even more so than Oliveira and can also play right back. Uh, Oliveira has not played right back uh, this season. I don't know if he's played there in the future, in the past, sorry. But uh, Hickey seems to be the more versatile of the two. Moving forward to our next story, and Tammy Abraham's possible move to Arsenal does not look all that likely. It is said that because of the situation between Roma and Chelsea and the difficulty of needing to negotiate with both teams, it makes him a very, very difficult player to try and secure from the club. Chelsea, as we know, have that £80 million buyback clause in the contract and that Arsenal would kind of need to supersede both of those clauses with Chelsea and agreeing to allow him to leave Roma at the same time. Very, very difficult deal to do and that is supposedly putting Arsenal off trying to sign the England international. Now, moving to a striker that could still be moving to Arsenal this summer, Gabriel Jesus. It is said that he will leave Manchester City 
during the summer transfer. Now that has been pretty much confirmed at this point. He himself has come out and said that, you know, he's going to be getting in touch with his representatives and talking about his possible future and that the supposed lack of Champions League football is not necessarily something that would put off Gabriel Jesus. So the Brazilian could still indeed move to Arsenal and it's very, very likely that I think, I think this is one that I think we can get done. I'm going to give this a solid kind of eight out of 10 in terms of likelihood. I think this is a, a real strong one that we could get uh, get done. Of course, things change and it might not happen, but I have all of the feeling and confidence that this is the one that Arsenal will certainly be pushing for. The only thing that will stop it really is if Arsenal turn it down because of the price tag that Manchester City set. We aren't 100% sure on what that price tag is. There have been rumours of 30 million, 40 million, 50 million, 60 million. There's been ridiculous levels, you know, <laughs> ridiculous levels of uh, price variation with this deal. We don't know ultimately what we're going to be seeing with Gabriel Jesus and what we're going to be seeing with a price tag for him. Let's wait and see. That's all we can say on this one is that we're going to have to wait and try and figure out how much in the end he will end up going for. But Arsenal, very much interested in him. And our headline story in terms of transfers today is Yuri Tielemans. Arsenal and Arteta are pushing for a £25 million deal, it is said, to bring in the Belgian international to Arsenal. He is said to still be open to a move, despite the fact that Arsenal don't have that Champions League football associated with them for next season. That doesn't necessarily seem to be a problem, despite the fact that Arsenal missed out on the top four, which is good for Arsenal. And £25 million is a very, very good price for a player of Tillemans quality. I know that there are doubts. I know there are concerns about him, and that's completely fair. But a player of his quality coming from a fellow Premier League team for £25 at that age, of that profile, of that level... I think is a very, very savvy piece of business for Arsenal if they can indeed complete it. Expect this one to be kind of done if it is, I'd imagine, in the earlier parts of the window. I don't think Leicester will want this to be dragged out. Who knows if there are more teams coming in for him, perhaps that will change. But for now, it does look like it would be one of those earlier deals in the window to get done. Let's wait and see what indeed does happen. And lastly, uh, it is said that Arteta and Edu will have around £150 million to play with and they'll be looking to try and make £60 million odd quid off of their player sales department. Let's see if that is what happens. But we did talk about on the show a number of times that we felt that the summer spending of this summer would be similar to that of last summer, but spent in a very, very different kind of way. I want to see at least seven. I've said that I think seven needs to be what we need to be looking to bring in if we want to progress as forwards to our goals. We need to be looking at a goalkeeper, which we've already sorted. We need to be looking um, at a versatile fullback, which we've hopefully going to be getting done in the form of Aaron Hickey. I think we need two central midfielders, including one more experienced figure. I think we need two strikers, including at least one really genuinely world-class, top-class forward. And we need to bring in one wide forward as well. There's even an argument that maybe an experienced central midfielder is on the radar and we should be looking to do something like that. We'll have to wait and see. But he is certainly someone that I, in terms of Arteta, that will be looking to, in my view, improve the squad significantly so. And that completes all of today's stories for, of course, our first Arsenal transfer show of the 2022 summer window but we don't finish the shows there we of course go into the chat box and take your questions so if you indeed do have any questions you'd like to throw into the chat box please do after this short break
Okay, then let's jump into the chat and see what is going on here. Um, Kevin says 60 million. Who are we selling? Do you have an idea of the estimate values of the players that we could be looking at? Well, I mean, if you think about the players that are in the squad, if we have a quick look through, of course, we're going to be doing one of our tier lists uh, very, very soon, looking at the squad of who we would keep, who we would sell who we would loan, we are going to be doing plenty of that. So, Burnt Leno, of course, I think you're going to get about £10 million max there. So that's, that's I hate doing these types of things, but I'm just speculating. Leno, £10 million quids. Uh, Rob Holding, possibly, could move on in the summer if you're going to at least, in my view, about £10 million for him. Um, looking into the midfield, Granite Xhaka, maybe, we don't know yet. Um, Lacazette is going for free. Nicolas Pepe should be looking to get at least £20 million for him. So we've already gone up there with those three players to £40-odd million. Bellerin, I think we should be looking to try and get about £10 million minimum. I mean, €10 million Euros is said to be what Arsenal want for him. So let's call that around £6-7 million. Pounds, so you're up to 50-something. Genduzi, Torreira, Mavropanos. Should those three move on, that's gaining Arsenal about £20 million pounds as well. So all of a sudden, you're getting up to that figure. You've then still got to talk about Pablo Marie, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, Reese Nelson, Alex Runison, and maybe even William Saliba. They've still all got to be spoken about. So 20 to, I mean, £20 million pounds is an easy figure, I think, for Pepe. Um, and then you'd be looking elsewhere for possible other figures too. I think £60 million is very achievable with the players that we've got in the current squad. Uh, let's go to Chilongu, who says, uh, how many free agents do you think fit our profile? And do you think Edu and Arteta are looking at such players? We've done this a few times on the channel. If we go to transfer marked, look at the possible contract expiring of players. I mean, Frank Kessier is already going off to uh, Barcelona. Paolo Dybala would be something I would be very, very interested in trying to look into if that's possible. But I think he'll probably end up at somewhere like Inter or Atletico Madrid, somewhere like that, maybe even PSG. Uh, in terms of other possible options, has Tolisso yet signed a new contract? Tolisso, I think, could be a very decent central midfield option on a free if we couldn't say get an LK Gundogan. He's only got a year left on his deal and could be available for a very reasonable figure in the summer transfer window. Uh, Alessio Romagnoli as a centre-back, possibly, would have been a good option. Um, scrolling down a little bit more. I tell you what, Christian Eriksen on a free transfer as a you know a possible competition for Martin Odegaard, I would not have turned that down. I would genuinely not have turned down the idea of signing Christian Eriksen on a free. I don't think that's a bad suggestion at all. I don't think he would come to Arsenal because of the Spurs link, of course. But I would never have turned, I'd never ever turn down the opportunity to sign a player of that kind of quality on a free deal either. Dumanguna says, Do you see Raul Jimenez as a good alternative shout as a striker? Uh, kind of the 1B option, the 1A being the genuine world class quality. I don't think so, based upon what Wolves would ask for for that level of striker. I don't think he would be worth what they would ultimately ask for. Uh, Neil says, if Odegaard is having a poor game, who will you bring into the middle of the team? Smith Rowe's form is poor. Do you consider any new signing? I think we should be looking arguably to bring someone in that could play a creative kind of central midfield role. Hence why I just mentioned Ericsson there. Uh, Amir says, Tom, people keep mentioning that uh, Mikel can't compete with the other big managers in the league. Can't wait for him to prove them wrong. That's not a question. <laughs> it's not a question, Amir. That's a statement. Uh, Dhruv says, uh, Saliba can do a similar role to Tommy, don't you think? Yes, I think he is versatile enough that he could play possibly as a unorthodox right back and has played at right back 
for uh, Marseille on a number of occasions, but his future definitely lies more so as a centre-back. Peter says, do you believe anyone can pay 50, uh, £20 million pounds, sorry, for Pepe? Yes, I absolutely do. Uh, James says, are you going to be rating the fake ITKs this year? I'm already bored of the egg timers and the winking emojis on Twitter. Predictably, it's also the same names who got nothing right last season. Uh, we might do. You know, I always enjoy the little ITKs. Uh, the hashtag ITK Rater will maybe be making a return to the channel. We did do that a lot last summer, and I think it helped out a lot of people to realise how much rubbish gets circulated across the airwaves. Let's wait and see what the summer holds in store for us on the socials. Uh, A says, do you think Arsenal should be shrewd in this market, considering the amount of players left on a year contract? Um, and the freeze in the theory it would enable us to spend on world-class and elite players. Yes, A, I do. I think that's why you should go for people like Ilkay Gundogan as a possibility, Kaladu Kulabali, both have a year left on their deals. Why not go and try and get some very good pieces of business done for players like that? Kind of cool, says putting uh, how, or maybe considering how Partey was deployed by Arteta. Um, do you think Tielemans is a convenient option? Uh, Partey was put into that lone six role. So Tielemans playing in that left central midfield position, I think would work really, really well. So basically Tielemans would work in operation instead of Granite Xhaka in games. Uh, and yeah, I do. I do think that can work. Definitely. Uh, Kevin says, you said holding in Saliba. Would you expect Arsenal to sell both and spend on a new central defender along with the fact that we need to bring in a new right back and left back? to push Tommy and Kieran Tierney. I think if we bring in a versatile fullback, we don't necessarily need to bring in two and waste, not waste, but, you know, overspend on those positions. I think if you bring in a fullback like a Hickey, like a Molina that can play in both sides, I think that ultimately is something that we could look at saving money in. But I don't think we'll let go of holding and Saliba. I think it would be one or the other. I think if Saliba comes in, holding may have a future elsewhere, but he's very attached to Arsenal. So I don't think necessarily we would see him move on for sure. Ayath says, any links to a DM we imploded when Partey got injured or wasn't involved before Elneny came in? Clearly need a better alternative. Out and out number sixes? No, we aren't seeing many links to an out and out number six at all. Oh, we've got a little spammer in the chat box. Imagine spending your life doing that. Um, Charlie says, do you, we know exactly why we didn't buy Bruno? Were we even really in for him? Yes, we were. It's just that Newcastle were a lot more efficient and faster with the way in which they went for him. Arsenal were trying to do a deal for Vlaovic for most of the January window, whilst Newcastle were laying the groundwork for the Bruno Gimoraes deal. And the point at which we realised it was too late, it was too late and we couldn't get the deal done. Mistake made. Absolutely. We should have been better on that one. Uh, Stevie says, Tom, would you convert Tavares into more of an attacking player? No, I personally wouldn't. There's a reason why he was converted by his Benfica coaches to that fullback position because of certain restrictions in the final third and certain pluses that he could develop in the defensive third. So no, I wouldn't. I think that he's a young player, still got more to come from him, but I do think that we should still be looking to bring in someone for competition and as better uh, as a better kind of option for us in that role. Bichel says, would you take Louise from Villa since they've now got Camera? Uh, really good deal for them, by the way, bringing in Camera on a free from Marseille. Douglas Louise is a very, very decent option as a central midfield target. Is he really the big upgrade on Granite Xhaka that we're looking for? I'm not sure he is right now. Has he got the potential to be in the future? Maybe. 
but it would be a very difficult deal for Arsenal to do. They are trying to get him signed up to a new contract and should they fail, maybe a easier deal for him would be available. Uh, Langa says, Tom, Saliba and Gabby will be homegrown players next season. What does that mean for us in terms of registration and transfers? It doesn't mean loads um, because neither of them counted towards our non-homegrown quota um, before. It's basically... It's never considered a homegrown quota. So you never have to worry about what the homegrown quota of the team is. You need to worry about how many non-homegrown players are in the squad. And if we have a take a look at the squad and I'll think about the players that are going to be moving on, you know, I won't be including players like Leno. I won't be including players like, well, let's say Lacazette. Um, so if we go through the team, non-homegrown players, we've got Tierney, Gabriel, Cedric, Tomiyasu, uh, Tavares, we've got Partey, we've got Erdegaard, we've got Lukonga, Elneny, could be here, probably will be, Xhaka, that's 10. Um, I expect Pepe to move on, so not him. Uh, who else is going to be coming back? Uh, Pablo Marie, that's 11. Basically, we've got a very, very strong group of homegrown players and not all that many non-homegrown. So there is a lot of scope for Arsenal to bring in five um, non-homegrown players minimum in the summer if we wanted to. It's not a position that we need to worry about in the squad right now, about non-homegrown players at all. Uh, Robotic Man says, any update on Marquinhos? It seemed like it was done, but I haven't or heard anything. He was at London Colney last week. It's done. It's it's done, mate. So it's just a case of waiting for the announcement. They may wait until the, the window officially opens. We'll have to wait and see. But it is done uh, at this point. Uh, Dirk says, how high do you think Lukonga's potential is? Very. <clears throat> I think that there's a lot more to come from. He played, what, 33%, I think, of games this season. And he came in his first season at 21 years of age into an Arsenal central midfield. There's a lot more to come from him in the years to come. <clears throat> Especially with Europa League football we've got next season. Uh, Ave says, when's the first tactical breakdown coming? This week. This week it is back. I'm looking forward to it. Dirk says, how high... Oh, we've already done that one. Uh, let's go to... Um, Spooch says, lol, these players are not coming to Arsenal without Champions League football. It's ironic because they probably will. <laughs> and we're hearing reports that certainly that Champions League football doesn't necessarily seem to be stopping Arsenal with uh, plenty of their primary targets, actually. Um, so I don't expect that to be a problem whatsoever. Uh, Inga says, do you think we should play three at the back in most of the games as Saliba comes back? No, I think we should continue with the 4-3-3. And uh, Saliba will rotate with White and Gabriel. Uh, the robots will eat you, says the fall from Grace Torreira has endured is shambolic. Uh, Lynn says, how are Chelsea still able to buy players when they have been sanctioned? Uh, they haven't bought anyone yet. Uh, they still need to wait for this uh, situation to go through uh, with their takeover. But they will be able to buy players in the summer as soon as that is sorted out. Uh, Amira says the club has said they see Sambi as part of Partey's replacement. But do you think he's more of a Xhaka replacement because he thinks of being a left-sided eight instead? Personally, I see him more of an eight than a six. I think the Congress said himself that he prefers to play, uh, was it number six, I think, when he joins, but can play as an eight as well. He did really well on that left-hand side in games against like Villa um, in the first half of the season. So he can play there and can play it well. Maybe it's something that we need to see more development of in the future. But Partey's lack of presence there has certainly hampered the Conga. Um, and Jacker, of course, being there too. Uh, Manu says, who are we going? Who are we bringing in to guide our youngsters? We need a title winner who can motivate them like an Ibra did for Milan. Who would you pick? For me, it would be Gundogan 
and a top striker. Yeah, look, I think to bringing in the two Manchester City targets, Gundogan and Gabriel Jesus, I think could be great have those kind of characters around the squad. I think you could arguably bring in a Kaladu Koulibaly as well from Napoli at centre-back. I think they'd be great options for Arsenal to bring in in the summer transfer window. Kinda Cool says, where do you stand on Ezzy's issues? Should we give him a new contract? Whether or not we give him a new contract is irrelevant to me as long as we bring in two strikers. If you said to me that bringing, if signing Eddie to a new deal meant that we couldn't sign two strikers, then I'd say, no, thank you. If you said to me that it's like it's irrelevant it won't matter uh, in terms of the strikers and I don't mind him necessarily signing a new contract there's no skin off my back if he renews and we've still added two quality forwards to the team I would probably have some judgment upon him for not making that move when he would need to but that's about it if Eddie Stay means we can only sign one forward I'm not for it if it doesn't matter then I don't mind it it's as simple as that. Uh, there's 770 of you in the chat box. Thank you so much for joining and so many of you for our first Arsenal transfer show of summer 2022. We'll be doing these at 8am every single day, nearly uh, as much as feasibly possible. So do make sure when you join us that you vote on our poll and you drop a like on the video. Let's have a quick check on that poll whilst you're here. Asking the question, will Arsenal have a successful transfer window? 72% of you have said yes. 28% of you have said no. Interesting. A lot of confidence. I like it. Uh, Ade says, morning, Tom. If you could sell certain Arsenal players, who would they be and who would you replace them with? It's a big question, Ade. I think when we look at the team, the players I'd move on are Leno, Pepe. If you can get an upgrade on Xhaka, then I would be open to that type of, of movement. Uh, other than that, you know, Marie, Maitland-Niles, Gendouza's already going, Nelson, uh, Runison, Bellerin, these types of players. Bringing players in, I've gone through a number of players before. Goalkeeper Matt Turner, I'm fine with. Aaron Hickey, Kulabali at centre-back, I think is a really good option for us, an experienced option at that. In midfield, Gundogan and Tillemans, if it is those two, I think they're really good additions to the squad this summer. Strikers, I'd go for Gabriel Jesus and Schick. And in terms of a wide forward, probably would lean towards Cody Gakpo of all of those. So there you go. That's probably my perfect summer in a very short answer. Abanav says, don't understand so much fuss about Saliba. If he doesn't want to play for Arteta, we should part ways and find a better player. We are the Arsenal. Look, absolutely, no player is bigger than the club, but we should be putting effort to try and keep our biggest potential talents at the club for next season. Uh, Raf says, with the way we capitulated towards the end of the season, do you think our primary focus should be on bringing in experience? I think Zaha might help us more than a Gakpo, if that makes sense. Depends how much Crystal Palace would ask for Zaha, Raf. I, I see the theory. I really do. And I think it's a good idea. Um, I wouldn't dismiss it at all. I think there are other positions in the team like central midfield and centre back where maybe experience is better suited for those types of moments. But I also think that the capitulation wasn't necessarily towards uh, experience but more so because of the injuries that we face to really key players in crucial positions. I mean, fullbacks, losing both starting fullbacks for so much of the second half of the season, I think is the biggest damager to why we didn't finish in the top four. Um, did we lose interest in Fabian Ruiz or was the interest never that great, says MJ10? It's very similar to what you see of a number of players linked with the club. They usually peak, the stories peak, and then they trough and they stagnate at a certain level. It doesn't mean that interest has gone. It just means that a different player has now been discovered in the media and that's being talked about. Uh, usually you see these players kind of rise and fall throughout a window. Think about Tommy Asu. Arsenal were linked with Tommy Asu really early part of the last window, quite uh, quite low level. And then it came back at the end of the transfer window when that deal was something that Arsenal wanted to pursue 
a lot more. So I don't necessarily look at that as a bad thing in, in any way, shape or form. Uh, Charlie says, does Balogun go out alone next season? That depends on Eddie Nketiah. If Nketiah does stay, then yes, I would send Balogun out on loan next season. If Nketiah doesn't stay, then no, I would keep Balogun at the club and start using him from the bench because we've got these five substitutes next season. I think we've got plenty to use him for. Um, is Kulabali the new Jobos liar? You've mentioned him three times now. No, it just comes up in the conversation that we're talking about. He's not on the level of Zobos liar in terms of my admiration for a player just yet. Patrick Schick, though, certainly is becoming one of those players. Paul Guy says, will Arsenal make our main signings before preseason starts for once, or are we going to be delaying and panicking like we always do? We don't always do it, Paul. There are certainly times where we have signed players later on. There are certainly times when we haven't. Uh, I think you remember the summer we signed Giroud and Podolsky and Santi Cazorla. We had all of them sorted and done. You know, that was a summer where we got our business done really, really early. Um, but this time around, we need to make sure that we get them done before the, the preseason starts and get them integrated into the team as soon as feasibly possible. We know what's happening. We know there's no European championships. There's no block for us. There's no excuse to get your business done. Let's not fail the transfer window because a failed transfer window to me is not bringing in players before the start of the season. Not necessarily always before the start of the trans, uh, the preseason period because, you know, you need certain dominoes to fall sometimes. But certainly before the start of the season, I want to see our main primary signing sorted um, before the season starts. Uh, Rich says, Tom, should we try and keep Torreira? He would be great alongside Apartheid, Tielemans or Gundogan if we get them. Look, if it's a choice between keeping El Neni or keeping Torreira, I would lean towards Torreira. I think that there's more potential to come from him. But he only has a year left on his deal and you would have to negotiate a new contract, which would be very difficult. But I think he will eventually return to Fiorentina. Um, let's go to Manu who says, could we do a TGT end of season rewards? or awards, uh, we could look back at the season and give awards like most improved, most consistent. Don't you worry, Manu. There is plenty coming in terms of a look back at the season and player awards and player accolades and stuff like that. We will be doing plenty of them. Um, <laughs> Martin says, Tom, please tell Vishal that we need, we've already signed a goalkeeper. Yes, Vishal, we have already signed a goalkeeper. We've brought in Matt Turner. He will be bringing in uh, for around five odd million quid. Um, so he'll be joining in the summer. So don't worry. Goalkeeper is already done, already sorted. Um, <laughs> but deadline day would be boring, says Chris. I want a boring deadline day, Chris. Even as a content creator, I want a boring deadline day. Do you know why? Because it should mean that we are already finished. We're done. Our business is complete. We don't need to worry about deadline day because it's finished and over. I want a boring deadline day. Believe me. Believe me. Anyway, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. We're going to wrap things up there. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you, as it always is. I'll be joining you, hopefully, for a tactical breakdown very, very soon. And Amira, the Canston Simeon Show, will be returning this week. I'm sure Harry has been on holiday, but he is now back. So I look forward to having a catch-up with him as soon as possible, either on here or there. I'm not sure when the next one is or where it will be, but we'll certainly let you know as soon as we do indeed no um thank you for joining me drop a like on the video if you've enjoyed it subscribe to the channel if you're new and make sure you make this part of your morning routine every single day 8 a.m uk time if you're on the way to work on the way to school on the way to wherever you happen to be going or maybe even you're just chilling or you're getting back for a really late night out if you live in the west or if you're enjoying your midday lunch or dinner in the east thank you for joining me please make sure you do it every single day throughout the transfer window and help support the channel and join this brilliant community in following all of the arsenal transfer news i'll see you soon and as always 
up the ass. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.